0: Connecting life and faith. This is connection. This
1: wasn't. This wasn't where I was going to sit. This wasn't where I was going to stay. And uh, if God had a way out, then I was going to take that pathway out. And so, yeah, it was. It was really uplifting. And and the passage that He gave me to support that also was. Um, it was just very hope filled that He makes pathways in the wilderness. And away in the desert.
2: Now, today's guest found her way out and she hopes to help others find their way out. Out of what you ask? Out of anxiety, depression, and other mental health struggles. We're joined today by Joyce Wolf. She is a mind renewal mentor. She went through a very dark period in her life, but at the end, she found God, she found hope, and she found peace. And today on Connections, she's sharing what she learned along the way in hopes of helping others. We're joined today by Joyce Wolf. She is a Mind Renewal Mentor. Let's just start right there. Describe what you mean when you say Mind Renewal Mentor.
1: Well, what I've learned through my journey, I I kind of work in the area of anxiety and overwhelm. And, you know, there's so many things that we need to do to renew our minds each and every day. And so I find myself often in conversations with women Where we are talking about what we're putting into our minds and how what we are believing and how that affects our journey on this earth. So, and how we can take those in. in, How can we take our thoughts captive into obedience to Christ to renew our minds?
2: Now you have your own journey, which we're going to get around to in just a little bit. But we want to get to know you a little bit better. You're from Manitoba. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. I I live in the little town of Mitchell by Steinbach. And uh, I've been married for 17 years, and we actually have three boys, uh, 10, 8, and 2-year-olds. So it's a busy life. And one little thing this year, we're stepping into league hockey, which is eating up our time and our lives and our money. So (laughs) we're (laughs) we're learning the ropes, but enjoying it. They're having a lot of fun.
0: I want my kids to play hockey so badly, but then I look at hockey parents, and I'm like, ah, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe it's okay. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, that was us up until this year. That was us. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Tell us a, a little bit about your uh, journey with mental health. Share a little bit about that with us.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I guess my story starts before it ever happened because I would have been like, I, I was, I am, uh, just really confident, laid back, like spiritually strong. And, you know, I my concept of anxiety was, uh, well, I guess people are worrying too much. They should just lay their worries at Jesus' feet and, uh, you know, and it's all good And uh, in 2018, I had my own journey with anxiety. And so I realized it was a lot more than that. Um, We had a bit of a health crisis in our family and I went and Googled it and saw all these stories and the what ifs filled my brain and I had a full on panic attack and anxiety lurking from then on and a bit of depression. And it just sort of um, over the next few months took a, a number of different forms And I realized that, oh, this is what people mean when they're actually talking about uh, mental health and anxiety. And so, um, yeah, so when I found myself in that place, it was really discouraging, a really hopeless feeling. And it felt like that was just how it was going to be uh, for the rest of my life. And um, I was already thinking, how in the world can I be a great parent or a good wife? And um, it was really, really discouraging. So God, you know, but God, God mm. sent a couple friends into my life that also had experience with it and, um, came to whisper his truth to me. And, uh, one, one friend we actually met, you know, those coincidences that God set up. So we met coincidentally at Walmart. She totally lives out of town. There's no reason we should have met. And, uh, in the two minutes we talked, it came up that she also had struggled with anxiety and was in counseling for it. And she told me, okay, but Joyce, this is not your identity. It's just a part of your journey. And I held on to that phrase. And then another friend also, she had dealt with really deep clinical depression and, and I was waiting for her to share with me how it was still affecting her. And she goes on to say, but that was 45 years ago and it was healed since then. So those two things really gave me hope and gave me a light to to look at at the end of the tunnel, to to fixate on, I guess, at the end of the tunnel. And the process from there on, you know, then God could really uh, work in me because I understood that it was just a part of my journey. So um, he brought a passage to me, Isaiah 43, verse 16 to 19. And uh, in it, it talks about who this amazing God is that just, you know, the Israelites were up against the Red Sea. Egyptians were bearing down on them. And this amazing God just took care of their biggest problem, in a matter of whatever it would have been, right? Minutes, hours.
0: And that just brought real hope to me. What was it like when those friends came to you and shared these things with you? Like, were you very open to it and like, oh, that's great. Like right away you felt, oh, there's hope then. Or, you know, sometimes for some of us, we're like, I don't need to hear that right now. What was it like (laughs) for you uh, hearing that from others?
1: Yeah, you know, it was... um, I think I was somewhat open. It was encouraging. Um, I, I guess because my back, my personal background had been with such uh confidence, um, that I, you know, I just, this wasn't, this wasn't where I was going to sit. This wasn't where I was going to stay. And, uh, if God had a way out, then I was going to take that pathway out. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really uplifting and, and the passage that he gave me to support that also was, Um, it was just very hope-filled that he makes pathways in the wilderness and away in the desert.
2: What was it like for you to share this, to share that you were dealing with this? Because you said you were confident. So what is it? You know, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of stigma that comes along with anxiety, depression, any sort of mental health. Were you able to just, you know, open up about it right away? Or was this something you kind of hid for a little bit?
1: You know, right in the midst of it, I didn't. I didn't really know, you know, it's sort of you're surviving day to day in a bit of a fog, right? And so it's very hard to um, be open about it because you're in survival mode. And um, as I was walking, though, it, it's sort of like um, any sort of private struggle is as you, if you open a little bit, you'll find out a lot of more people are dealing with it than you think, right? And so that's one thing that I would, um, you know, encourage for people if they are struggling with it to just reach out. There, there's probably people right around you that also are struggling with it
0: or people that can help. Since you've started opening up and sharing more, like you've really started reaching out and wanting to help other women, like you were helped yourself. Um yeah, what's that been like for you through through the process?
1: Yeah, you know it's been really amazing. God has some, done some amazing miracles. Um, it really is a process of building our trust in God. And um, I know when I was struggling with anxiety, um, I would have said, "No, like my trust is fine. I my relationship with God is fine. I'm not sure why this is happening to me." And yet as I walk through the journey, there are there are elements of our belief system that can use some shifting and some some changing according to the truth of God's word. And um and so as I walk with others, you know, it, it covers everything from relationships to health to finances to anything that we get anxious or overwhelmed about um to to these, you know, what-ifs of the future. That's where mine was centered on. But uh there's there's so many ways that we can we can just make small shifts in what we're thinking about, how we're thinking about things that um our, our thoughts fashion our feelings, our, our thoughts lead to our feelings. And so that's huge for for dealing with anxiety. And so as I've walked with some women in that, um there's just, you know, there's been relational healing, there's been um women just turning from that um that trigger that trigger that constantly comes up and being able to take their thoughts captive in such a way that they know that they don't need to go down that spiral of anxiety and um so it's just bit by bit it's training our minds it's training our brains and and just bit by bit changing in a way that leads to more inner peace so you mentioned your
2: faith a little bit there and you know you know I trusted in God but what was your faith journey like throughout this whole anxiety journey
1: there was a lot of um, a lot of journaling, a lot of crying out <laughs> going like, what is this? You know, why is this going on? And um, what what then do I need to do, Lord? Like, where where are you? At the very beginning, it was just holding on. Just Jesus, I just got to hold on to you. I don't know what's going on here. And it felt so out of my control. And, um, you know, that is where God deepens our faith. Right. We need to go run to him. And just go, Lord, like, I don't know what's going on. Um, But but then truly keeping our eyes open for what who is he sending into our lives to encourage us? What is he doing? Mm. And I know that when I was, um, you know, I, I shared with my husband bits and pieces, but it was only when I truly was like when I really just I couldn't handle it inside anymore. And I just broke down with him and shared truly what was going on in me because it was so foreign to me. Um, that I gained his deep prayer support as well, right, and that we could walk it together instead of me on my own. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a journey of of growing in my recognition of what was going on um, around and in me and then also just holding on to Jesus and, and recognizing the steps that he gave me, recognizing the encouragement that he sent and, um, yeah, way, encouragement from his word, steps from his word to to take so
0: maybe for well let's do this one first for those of us who aren't dealing with issues of anxiety or other mental health but we have friends close friends or family members what's your your best piece of advice for those people then how do we help our friends or family who are struggling
1: Mm, yeah that's a huge question um, you know, because often from the outside, it looks totally unreasonable, irrational. Um, and, and we feel that too, as we're dealing with it, we, we, we feel that, yeah, this is an irrational concern or fear. And so my advice would be to be the best support you can be and pray like crazy. You know, God knows exactly what's going on in their minds, but, um, to really support them as a person and that they haven't changed um, I know that the feeling is that our identity is wrapped up in that mental health issue. That's the feeling that we have. And it is a um, a feeling of hopeless despair. There is nothing else we can do except be anxious or depressed. And so just to build them up in who God has created them to be, all the, the things God has for them, their purposes. Often there's a, a feeling of lack of purpose and intentionality uh, that comes with it. And um, yeah, just to, to continue to feed into them um, encouragement and support. And, you know, it depends where they're at in their journey. If they're open to um, suggestions of maybe we're, like I said, usually we know, we know it's irrational that doesn't change things, but it is a deep seated belief that maybe needs to look at and uh, um, you know, if they're open to that, or open to to finding help for that, to um, to actually deal with the underlying issues, and that but that usually happens the best when they're not in the midst of panic or anxiety or depression, not in, not at their lowest. That's not the time. At the lowest is where they just need to. Um, well, I have I have a CPR method where it's con- connect, protect, redirect. So just connect back to Jesus, connect with others for support, um, journal out your anxiety, connect with what's actually going on. And then protect is uh, turning away from those triggers, you know, protecting your brain, taking your thoughts captive, um, working at, you know, and maybe that's something that you can help a loved one with, right? Um, Maybe we shouldn't watch that movie tonight. It's okay if it bothers you, you know, maybe let's turn off the news. There's a lot on there. Um, Things like that. You can support them in and not ridicule them for not being able to handle it, right? Um, And then redirect is is also what are we turning our minds to, our thoughts to? What are we dwelling on? Often we're dwelling on our anxieties 24-7. So how can we put some scripture into what we're dwelling on and some truths, right?
2: Now you're at a place in your journey where you're able to share your story and your goal is to help others. What made you want to do that? What made you so inspired to now take your journey and turn it into a helping experience?
1: Frankly, I never want to go there again and I hate to see other people that are in that spot. It is a deep dark place to be. And you know, I, I've specifically reached out to moms because I see how it connects with our families and our spouses and it is a, a really difficult place because you feel so helpless and um like there is no hope. And so I wanted to reach out and just extend that hope. And extend the steps to to work to work work their way out. I know that sounds bad because it's all based on faith. It's all based on going to Jesus, getting direction from the Holy Spirit, but taking those steps one little step at a time um, to to just walk through and to build their relationship with Jesus and to walk through the the thoughts, the beliefs, um, belief patterns that need to change so that they can gain that freedom and be themselves again right be be true to themselves again it it feels like you you're no longer yourself and so on the other
0: side to be themselves with a with a deeper faith sometimes you know through journeys like this like people will call it like the dark night of the soul where it feels like god isn't even there or never answering you and stuff too right which can be make those mental health struggles even worse then for people so what do you say to people they're in the midst of that where it just feels like no matter how much they pray or how much scripture they read, that God just is not there and answering them? What words of hope do you give them?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question too. So many, so many people believe that they are no longer saved or they must have committed some unpardonable sin um, because it's not being taken away. And uh, to that, you know, that is again, back to the truth of Scripture. Like, we need to go back there and go, okay, what does Scripture say? According to Scripture, you are saved. You have faith in Jesus, you're saved. And um, anything other than that is Satan's lies deceiving you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy you, your family, your faith, anything he can get his hands on, right? And so if that's through... Um, mental health struggles and convincing you that God no longer loves you or you're no longer saved, then then it's you stop running to God, right? You you stop seeking Him. And so to those people, I would just say get some get some good good support behind you, good support around you, and just keep turning to Jesus. It's ultimately it's He is the author and perfecter of our faith. And we can trust that even this He is using. He will use for our good. And I know that doesn't sound hopeful in the midst of it but if we can cling to that truth and keep seeking him then um then he will he will guide us through
2: i know you mentioned a little bit about scripture at the very beginning what would you say is the one piece of scripture that has really helped you through all of this and that you still cling to to this day
1: yeah he gave me uh God gave me um, Isaiah 43, verse 16 to 19. So that was a personal scripture. So I don't know if if it encourages others as much as it did me, because that's when I received in the middle of my um, dark times. And it just really brought hope. And it says, um, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again extinguished snuffed out like a wick and this is what he says forget the former things do not dwell on the past see i am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it i'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland and i just that's so power it, you know first it talks about the power of god and often we think that our mental health is the most powerful and it's not it's the lord he is the most powerful and in his power he reached out and helped these grumbling, complaining Israelites that didn't trust him after he did a bunch of miracles in their lives. And they were caught up against the Red Sea. And he went in and delivered them. And and then, you know, he challenges them. Look, I am doing things. I am I am working in your lives. Don't you see it? Don't you perceive it? And I'm making a way in the wilderness for you, streams in the wasteland. And so he's just urging us to just to look, to look around and see what he is doing.
2: Now, you've got a great Facebook page, a page where you share a lot of what you've shared with us today. Tell us a little bit about that and why you do what you do.
1: Sure, thanks. Um, Yeah, I just have a group called Christian Moms Walking in Peace. And frankly, uh, even if you're not a mom, you're welcome. (laughs) There's a few non-moms. It's just where I started, right, where I started to minister. So, yeah, on that page, um, you know, we just share encouragement, and um, things to lift you up. And then also some teaching. We have a Monday Man Alive um, that we do. It's just a bit of a devotional Monday mornings that just goes through some scripture and some encouragement for the week. And I'm always about taking action steps. Um, I don't believe God says, just sit there and, and I'll just come work out a bunch of things in your lives. You know, like he has so many things in his word that actually, if we walk out, it leads to the freedom. If we walk out in the in his truth, it leads to the freedom. And so, there's always action steps um, to apply during the week that just um, lead to more freedom more peace in your life. Uh, Currently, we have some things that, you know, we're just kind of focused on the Christmas season uh, because Christmas is coming up and um, just what, you know, what are some of the stressors that come, some of the anxiety inducing situations and how can we face those um, in a, in a more peace filled way this season. So that's some of it. We also have, um, meditations you know one of the ways of of gaining control of our thoughts and our our mind is to really consider what are we meditating on what are we actually believing at our core and so often it is just our anxieties 24 7 and so to purposefully meditate on the truths of god's word and so i put together some meditations where it's it's, based, it's just scripture that um, is written out and read out in a format that causes us to consider these other things, these truths that have a lasting consequence for what we are believing. If we, you know, if we believe that when we are saved, life will be good and we'll no longer suffer, that's not biblical. But that's a lot of what leads to the anxiety over no longer being saved, right? If we... St- Struggle with anxiety, then we must not be saved. But that's not scriptural. That's not biblical. So the Bible actually says you will have suffering in this world. So unfortunately, that is the truth. And if we can believe that, but believe that God is with us in that and through that, and that He walks with us and encourages us to lay our burdens before Him, those are the truths that will bring freedom.
0: One of the things that always kind of comforted me is the realization oh, even Jesus didn't escape yeah. suffering. So if the son of God and God in the flesh isn't going to escape suffering then who am I to think I'm going to escape it but we know uh that he is present with us in the midst of our own suffering too so that's always comforted me a little bit
1: Absolutely and he was a bit anxious about that suffering Right he sweat drops of blood and and uh even knowing that it was it was going to be okay God had it but
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, going back, tell us again your Facebook page and where else we can find out more about you and if you have anything else out there to offer to our listeners.
1: Sure, thanks. Um, yeah, the Facebook page is Christian Moms Walking in Peace. So you can just search that in Facebook or, or my name, Joyce Wolf, and, and I've got links there that will lead, lead you there. Um, I also have a website, manaformom.com. And I will say it's a slightly uh, under what's the word? Um, not kept up quite well, enough. I'm more on Facebook than on there. So, but com. And if you, you know, let me know either place um, that you're listening to this podcast and I will definitely gift you one of the audio meditations um, for you to start out with. You know, if you're in a place where it's just really dark right now, sometimes it's hard to bring ourselves to go read scripture, to bring ourselves to put on that worship music, to bring ourselves to find support And so this audio meditation would just be a way to get started on, you know, let's change those thought patterns just a bit for four minutes a day. It's four minutes. For four minutes a day, let's really consider the truths that are in God's word that impact who I am, whose I am, and that God will be with me and will walk with me through this. So
2: thank you so much for reaching out to us, for sharing your story and being vulnerable and willing to help others. We really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me so much.
2: And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.